Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the McCullough Cast. Uh, let's just start out by saying uh, I hate football um, passionately. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later, but uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, four top ten top ten teams lost this week: Arkansas, Notre Dame, Oregon, and Florida. Uh, Florida dropped the biggest, down ten spots to twenty. Uh, Arkansas and Notre Dame fell five spots. Uh, Arkansas is at thirteen. Notre Dame's at fourteen. Um, but I think the biggest loss could have been Oregon this this week. Uh, it sucks for all those teams, but I mean Oregon really had their path to the playoffs, like we talked last week, paved away perfectly and just threw it all down the drain this past weekend. Yeah, all they had to do is win, and I literally went out against really nobody teams and got a free playoff spot. Yeah. So. And especially now that you have Georgia and Alabama undefeated in the SEC, which we've seen before, two teams can get into the playoffs from the same conference. But not only that, you still have Oklahoma, who's unbeaten. You have four Big Ten teams who are undefeated. Uh, two of those play this week, Iowa and Penn State. Uh, but that could be a similar situation to the SEC is where you see two of those teams get in. Um, and then you have an undefeated Cincinnati who – for the rest of their season really plays nobody. So um, yeah, Oregon really shot themselves in the foot this past week, in my opinion, um, and, and really hurt their chances going forward. Um, but let's, let's go back to some of the overreactions last week. So we, we tested our, our ability to, to uh, impact games. I called that Boston College would not beat Clemson, and you called Ole Miss would not beat Alabama. We were both right. Maybe the first time all season. Maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe <laughs> the only time. All yeah. Who, who, who knows? Honestly. Um, so apparently, our 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 ability to to sway games only works when money's involved, is what we learned. Um, but yeah, Alabama beat Ole Miss forty two to twenty one. Clemson beat Boston College, but only by six points, nineteen to thirteen. Uh, what do you think about Lane Kiffin's popcorn comment? I think it made him look like a fool after losing <laughs> the game that bad. I mean. How are you going to say, you know, we'll see what we have to do. Throw your headset down and say, get your popcorn ready and then look awful. And I, I, yeah, arguably the whole game. I thought it was hilarious. He apologized for it, which I kind of wish he didn't. That I mean, it's a lot funnier if he didn't apologize for it. But it was funny. But, yeah, you need to back it up if you're going to say grab your popcorn and then go and, and honestly get blown out for most of the game. Um that was rude for the guy. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin out of all of them, that would be perfect. But yeah, yeah, it just didn't work this week. Yeah. Uh, Clemson fell out of the AP rankings even with the win over Boston College, which honestly could have been just a makeup for last week. <laughs> uh, they arguably shouldn't have been ranked at all uh, after last week. So uh, maybe just a correction in the AP poll. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, LSU versus Auburn this weekend. Uh, LSU lost to Auburn 19-24. I just have one question. What's with LSU's run game? So many years, LSU was a pinnacle of running back success, and they put 33 total rushing yards on Auburn, who by no stretch of the imagination is any run-stopping defense. Like They're an okay defense, but 33 rushing yards is beyond me um it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me honestly no and honestly 
what we talked about several times, especially with the Chiefs, you can't have a good pass game without a good run game. And, I mean, LSU's not looked good all season at all. And they had a chance to win this game with a last-minute drive. Couldn't win it. But I just don't see anything out of LSU that's like, wow. That's what, I mean, when Leonard Fournette was there, they were decent. When Joe Burrow was there, they were pretty decent. Now it's just like, oh, we have nobody, like, and it doesn't get easier for them either. They play Kentucky this week, then they go to play Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Arkansas all in a row. Um, do you see any wins in that stretch of games, or or you think that's a slate of losses? I think they can maybe sneak one out of Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's not a good team. They got lucky this week, Easy arguably. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, besides Kentucky, I don't see one. I think Edo has not done a good job recruiting at all are we talking hot seat not yet i think they'll give them another year but recruiting wise i mean who do they have i can't list you one of their players because he lost him on he hasn't done a great job at all going out recruiting he's a great coach not a great recruiter yeah i i would say maybe a win I i don't know i couldn't tell you what team they'll get it out of but you know weird things happen so i'm gonna say yeah they'll probably get a win um but i i think Coach O's seat might be hotter uh, than you anticipate only because, you know, it was only a year ago that a lot of Title IX allegations came out showing basically that he knew of of misconduct happening within his team. Not only didn't he say anything about it, but actively tried covering it up and and, and taking steps to uh, protect his players. So uh, that on top of mediocre seasons could be a... Uh, a good recipe for for a departure, uh, but Auburn doesn't have an easy schedule either for the next three games. They play Georgia, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. Uh, how do you think Bo Nix holds up through that slate of games? You think he uh, continues to play pretty well, or I think Auburn loses two out of those three games for sure. Bo Nix, he had a creative play in this game that was insane, where he ran around the backfield and then completed a touchdown pass. That was amazing. But you're playing against one of the best defenses and one of the best offenses. Well, maybe not anymore. But from what I've seen from Auburn this year, I think they're going to lose two out of those three games. I think they could maybe take one away from Arkansas based off how their defense has been all right. But that's the only way I see them winning. Yeah, we'll we'll cover the Auburn-Georgia game later and get our predictions on that. But, yeah, I, I, I could see – um, you know, Ole Miss, that, that, that could be a coin flip for me, just depending on, you know, how Ole Miss continues to look on offense after they're beat down by Bama. Yeah, and Ole and, Miss plays Arkansas this week, so I think how that game goes is going to tell me if either of those teams can beat Auburn, actually. Yeah, the, the, the West is weird because, you know, Arkansas going into the Georgia game, I thought looked very good and I thought could cover the spread. And then you find out maybe Texas A&M sucked, maybe Texas sucks. You know, maybe oh, Arkansas. We, we sucks. know Texas A and M sucks like, now. Yeah, like, now. <laughs> like, so it's very, it's been very hard to gauge the West so far. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how those shake up. Speaking of Texas A and M, they they did get beat this weekend, twenty two to twenty six by Mississippi State. Uh, and yeah, so Texas A and M might not be that good after uh, Jimbo's big extension. Uh, they're uh, floundering is probably the best word best word to use, <laughs> but. Personally, I like to think of the transitive property. Go back to sixth grade algebra. Georgia beat Clemson by seven. 
who's struggling with ACC teams. They beat Arkansas, whose best wins are Texas and Texas A&M, both teams that Texas has question marks. Texas A&M doesn't look good. Um, and then they beat Bandy, South Carolina, and UAB. In my opinion, you know, sure, we lost to Kentucky, but there's always that hope. <laughs> you know? We can still we can still I mean, win the, we can still win the East. You're you're not wrong. Georgia's team doesn't look the best, especially with JT Daniels out last ball. That he was out last week and they beat Arkansas pretty bad. But yeah, Stetson they really, Bennett. They really haven't played anybody. Like we thought Arkansas was good, but turns out Texas A&M's pass defense is quite possibly the worst in the NCAA. Awful. But well, the air raid was heating up. Will Rogers is thriving oh, yeah. in it. Uh. Mike Leach has got him working well. He's thrown for 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions this season. Um, Four away to those in that game and three TDs. That's insane. Which is a testament to to Mike Leach. A lot of people had questions whether the air raid could work in the SEC. Uh, last year, it was a little sketch. You you could tell that it was still, still developing. Uh, but this year, it looks like it's in full form. Uh, they're passing on everybody. So... Um, They'll be an interesting team in a, in a few years, I think. Right right now, they still have some growing pains, um, their defense especially, you know. Uh, but going forward, if they can establish a dominant air raid offense, SEC, SEC teams are going to have a hard time keeping up with them. That The, the defenses in the SEC are, are not used to that, and I think will be gassed far more frequently than they are in a typical spread or pro offense. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that goes going forward. Um, uh, speaking of uh, being wrong, I was wrong again last week. I picked Maryland as my upset, uh, and they got absolutely thrashed. They lost fifty-one to fourteen to Iowa, and Iowa put up thirty-one points in the second quarter. Like that might be one of the highest scoring quarters I've seen a team put up on a non-cupcake team in my life. Like. That's a that's a that's a total game score in a quarter. Uh, I'm just I mean Petro had himself a game like yeah, five total TDs, two hundred fifty nine passing yards and. I mean he has negative rushing yards, but you put up two TDs on the rushing and, I mean I'm just like you said it's not a cupcake team. Maryland had a good offense. I'm not so sure anymore with uh, five interceptions from. Tiger Viola, but... Yeah, and six total turnovers, which is man. impossible to win games if you're going to give the, the ball back six times. I mean, how many possessions do you get in a game anyway? Maybe 12, maybe 15? Maybe, like, maybe. You can't turn over half to a third of those of those possessions. And then the only score, two Only other times. I mean, I would just... I mean, it's hard to get momentum when you were playing an offense like that. And I think going into the Penn State game... Iowa was like, we're ready. Like, I, I'm worried for Penn State. I genuinely think Iowa's going to run all over them. Not literally, but... Yeah, and that was my argument last week. I was like, you know, do they look a week too soon? But no, they're locked in. They're they're playing every game like it's their last game, and they're, and they're coming in to, to beat everybody. So uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting Iowa team. Um, Another uh, interesting game this past weekend, Cincinnati versus Notre Dame. Cincinnati got the win 24-13. In my opinion, puts them in a perfect spot going forward for the remainder of the season. Uh, they play a very favorable schedule for the rest of the season. Um, 
and and so I could see I could see them being in in a prime position for possibly being the first non-power five team to make a playoff. Um, maybe a little too early for that, but you know right now they're ranked number five. But this week alone, Iowa and Penn State, who are three and four, play. One will lose as long as it's not like an, a triple overtime game where it's so close they just keep their rankings. Cincinnati, in theory, if the AP work, works like it typically does, will be Before, in that fourth spot. Yeah. So um, as long as uh, something crazy doesn't happen or one team just goes on a dominant stretch, I, I mean, just like we said with Oregon, you went out, you're in great position. So It'll be real interesting to see. I mean, these next – this is where it's like you get to the good SEC schedules. You get to the good games. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how Georgia shapes up if Alabama can keep the pace they're at. So. Um, I guess it's time to move into the upsets <laughs> of the week. <laughs> uh, Kentucky beat Florida 20-13, to which is painful. Uh, after owning Lexington for so long, it, it finally comes crashing. Um, play call was just way too conservative for my taste. I mean, you know, we have the ball going into halftime. Don't do anything with it. Two small screen passes, a run play. Like, take some shots to the end zone. That's what that's what made Florida so great last year is we just shot to the end zone at least three or four times a game. And and I don't know if it's because Emory Jones doesn't have the arm or the ability to do that, or if Dan doesn't trust him to do that. I don't know. But it's like, and and going into that that last two minutes of the fourth quarter, we're on the twenty yard line. Like, take a shot. We we run the ball. We throw these quick out routes or screen routes, and it's like, I, I want to see a shot to the end zone. I, our receivers are better than Kentucky's defensive backs. Throw a junk ball, let them go up and get it, and make a play. Like, I, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. And it's also hard to build momentum when you've got so many penalties i mean yeah. you get a good play penalty five yards back ten yards back whatever it is i mean yeah false starts were a huge issue yeah penalty yards killed y'all this game and you know there's one key piece missing i think for florida and that is kyle trask from last year i mean if you look at emory jones stats this year five td six interceptions he's got a 68.9 percent completion rate on the year and, I, I'm not giving up on him, but like, yeah. you got, I mean, he's just, whether Dan's, Dan Mullen's not using him correctly or using him to his full potential, I mean, you've got to see that as a coach and be like, maybe we should try AR. Maybe we should put in Anthony Richardson. Like, especially against Georgia, I mean, Emory Jones isn't going to be able to hold his own against that Georgia defense. Yeah, and the value in Emory Jones came from his legs, but we're, I mean, we've used it, but we're really not using it to his full potential. I mean, he's, he's, He's doing fine, but it's not the dual threat quarterback of, you know, the legendary team Stan Mullen's coach for. He's not Dyer Prescott. He's not Tim Tebow. Um, and, and so I just, I. I think he sure to make a read, too. Yeah, I mean, he, we've seen he, that several he's times. Def, that's definitely his weakest point. He, he looks down his receivers the whole time, and it just makes for easy uh, pass deflections, interceptions. So um, I I do like Emory. I like that he's weighted and, and you know, taking the time to earn his shot, but I really need to see him do some stuff quick. Like, you can't go into the Georgia game with these these hesitancies still. You have to be able to trust your quarterback to make plays that put you in a position to win without just saying, we're going to hold the ball and hope that by the time we kill the clock, we have the most points, uh, which was what 
Dan seemed to do it versus Kentucky, and it just doesn't make sense, especially when you're playing a talent mismatch that Kentucky has versus Florida. I mean, they don't have a single five-star on their roster. Um, so to not to not play to to exploit their athletic inabilities is, is inexcusable, in my opinion. Yeah, and the sad thing is the defense might have had, honestly, one of their best games all around. Yeah, but the problem with that is they're just getting battered. They're, yep. they're not getting a break. Yep. But yeah, and the deep I, I commend... Todd Grantham this year on the way he's and I'm telling you I am one of Todd Grantham's biggest haters but I commend the way that he shaped the defense after the first quarter of that Alabama game since then the defense has been really good I wouldn't say you know equivalent to the the defenses we had in the 2012s 2014s but it's a serviceable defense that can win you games as long as your offense shows up this defense last year we would have won a title I guarantee it I mean, because I mean that's that's all we were missing. That's the missing piece. Now we have it, and now we're struggling on offense. Like it, both of them need to come together. I don't know why they aren't. Um, like you said, if, if Emory's not the guy, and you can't put your one hundred percent trust in him, it might be time to move on. I hate it for Emory, but he could transfer and, and do really well in you know a smaller program, not on the scale of, of Florida. Um, so. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we uh, mentioned it at the top of the, the segment, but Oregon lost to Stanford 24-31. Uh, no excuse. Yeah, so, dis- so disappointed right. in Oregon. Right. I how, mean, how are you going to Stanford steal that from you? Were y'all not listening to our podcast, Oregon? Uh, oh, <laughs> we told you what to do. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> uh, they actually had the lead with literally zero on the clock of but they went to overtime on uh, Elijah Higgins' jump ball for Penn State, uh, and then John Humphrey scored in overtime, uh, and then Oregon couldn't reciprocate. So um, an unfortunate end to the uh, to the stretch for Oregon. But Stanford was leading for most of the game. I mean, Oregon didn't take the lead until, what, third, qu- third quarter maybe? Late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Um, so to say that they, they deserved that win – to begin with is 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 asinine because they weren't leading the whole time. And their pass offense was awful. I mean, 186 yards and interception. Yeah. Not not yeah not reminiscent of Oregon teams. <laughs> no, like that that is not that looks like week one Oregon against Fresno State. Which speaking of, speaking of. <laughs> uh, lost to Hawaii 27-24. Uh, Hayner had 388 yards and three touchdowns, but he added four interceptions to that as well. Yeah. Uh, like Maryland, had six total turnovers, and, and once you start talking turnovers that large, you, you can't win games. Um, no, and I, it's, it's Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to do that in Hawaii? <laughs> How are you going to Hawaii do that? You like yeah, that? especially after you come out and, and put that beat down on UCLA and, and, and look like a, a nice, solid team, and then you go and drop one to Hawaii. <laughs> it was a good run, though, Fresno State. I yeah. Mean, y'all, y'all made it to the ranks. A great a great, great three-week Cinderella <laughs> story, yeah. Um, going into this week, though, we have a couple of, uh, of, of good games. Uh, Maryland plays at... Number seven, Ohio State. Ohio State's a 21-point favorite. Um, however, I think Ohio State's better on both sides of the ball, probably more than 21 points. So um, I'm taking Ohio State minus the points. I'm taking Maryland. To, to win outright or plus points? 
Uh, plus points for sure. But I think they have a shot at winning outright after... Ask me how I feel about saying that last week. (laughs) (laughs) After after taking a beat down like that and literally just choking so bad and not looking good. You take another one. You you know, I think think you come out of that and I think you're like, okay, here's what we do wrong. Hopefully you fix a few things. And yeah, it's Ohio State, but they didn't look good that good against Minnesota in the beginning. I think you put two yeah, I, back there potentially. Their defense isn't that good. They're heating up though. They're they're getting back into into midseason form. That's true. Um, That's true. It's really going to depend on Maryland's defense. It, which which last week let Iowa, Iowa, Iowa put fifty one on them. I'm pretty sure like three of their starters got injured. <laughs> <laughs> they were just bigger boys against yeah. poor little Maryland. But I don't know. I think I take Maryland plus points. I don't think Ohio State destroys them. Uh, Lane Kiffin and the uh, popcorn. Play versus Arkansas this week. Mississippi is a minus six point favorite. Who you got? Oh, almost minus six for sure. I think KJ Jefferson did not look good last week, and Trayvon Burke. Don't get me wrong; he's got talent, but like when you're only throwing eight for thirteen with six nine yards zero TDs against a Georgia defense, granted, but I don't think they're gonna be able to compete with Ole Miss's level of offense. Because I mean, Ole Miss was making some fantastic catches. In the Alabama game, even though they lost, I have uh, Ole Miss winning, but I think Arkansas covers. Um, knowing Kiffin, he's going to try to make a point, and they're going to put more points than necessary on Arkansas. But uh, I think Arkansas will will have no trouble exploiting Ole Miss's defense and putting up uh, their own large sum of points. Uh, so I think it'll be a close game. Uh, could be a field goal, maybe. Uh, they don't do field goals. What am I talking about? Um, but, yeah, I'll take Arkansas plus points. Uh, Georgia-Auburn, interesting game. We'll, we'll finally get to see, you know, comparatively, is Georgia really this good? Because, you know, Auburn's played it close with Penn State, have has had some good wins um, so far, but Georgia is a minus 14.5-point favorite. So uh, still a, a tall hill to climb for Auburn to win that game. Uh, do you think they cover uh, no, I think Georgia wins. I, I think Georgia wins. I just don't think they're going to be able to compete against Georgia's defense, honestly. that It just looks so good right now. Yeah, I, I've been happy with the way Bo Nix has played this season, but anytime he gets pressured or, or gets in pressure situations, he panics. You saw that during the Penn State game. He, he tried to lead his offense, but just, you know, comes up short. Uh, I think Georgia's going to put a lot of lot of pressure on them, uh, force them to make a bunch of mistakes. Uh, and, yeah, I'll take Georgia minus 14.5, which hurts to say, but, you know, they're rolling, so I'm not going to pick against them. Uh, number six, Oklahoma, plays number number 21, Texas, in the Red River, Red River Shootout, also known as the Red River Rivalry, depending on how old you are. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma's a minus 3.5-point favorite. Um, this one I think is going to be super close, like, down to the last seconds close. Um, and I have Texas to win it, honestly. Ooh, okay. I expect all offense here in this game. I'm not really expecting much defense because we haven't seen it out of either of the teams. Really. But yeah, both, both teams should clear yeah. 40 easily. It's, yeah, it's just going to just – I mean, honestly, you might want to take the over. Um, don't let me do that. But I think oh, – I'm still going to take Oklahoma. I don't think they should be in the playoffs even if they go undefeated because they just don't look good enough to compete against the teams that should be in the playoffs. But 
Well, the Big 12 doesn't look good to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, uh, I think Oklahoma wins, though. I think that I think I take Oklahoma last turn half. Okay. Uh, and then the big game of the week, Penn State at Iowa. Iowa's a minus two-point favorite. Um, whoever scheduled this game should be fired. It's a 4 p.m. game, and the Big Ten primetime slot is Michigan at Nebraska at 7.30. So whoever whoever's fault that is, uh, fire yourself because <laughs> that's terrible. Um, but I think this one's going to be probably the, the most boring game of the weekend <laughs> because I think both defenses are going to keep it as such, such a low-scoring game. If you love defense, it's going to be a great game, but I think it's going to be a, a, like maybe one of those 13-10 games where – Almost like the Iowa Iowa State game, the beginning of that game. Also, yeah. most of that game was just a snooze fest. It was so boring. Um, I have Iowa to win. Uh, they're a minus two point favorite, so I mean it's hard to not cover that. So by nature, I'm going to take Iowa minus two. Um, but yeah, I, I I could see this being a very very low scoring game. I agree. I think both defenses are really going to show out, but I think. I would almost take the over at 40 and a half. I think both teams could put up 21, probably. I mean, I don't uh, think either clears 14, to be honest, but really, yeah, I, I just don't see it. Um, but you know, I've been wrong many times <laughs> this year, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. They don't clear 14. Yeah, it won't be new if I'm wrong, so and I just want this before we move on to NFL because it's just nice. Florida State got their first one this week against Syracuse. I just wanna Well done, Mike Norval. Thirty-three to thirty. <laughs> Why you lost to Jacksonville State, we, we still don't know. We but... didn't cover the spread on the win, but it's okay. We won. <laughs> we <were laughs> at this point, so spreads bad. don't Listen, matter. I was going for 0 and twelve, honestly. I was like, let's do it or 0 and eleven, whatever. Well there's no benefit to that in college. In NFL you get a first round draft. Well, I know I just want normal gone. <laughs> I was like, let's go and well, kick him out. No, you're lucky you get 0 and twelve and another year in Norville. Uh, give us an O. Let us fire Norville. Oh, we'll take it. <laughs> that's odd. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but also I don't like Norville, so I don't, I don't even know how he how he would live with that. I, that man's made for for Louisiana. He is there? No, he wouldn't leave. There's no yeah. way. I, how's he gonna get himself a bowl of gumbo <laughs> in Tallahassee? <laughs> Answer me that, Ish. <laughs> He's gonna have to fl- fly in his own crawl. It'll be dish. one of the players' moms. He'll, oh. bring, he'll bring some players over. He, he did that actually. I can't remember what, what the event was, but they were in a restaurant that he knew didn't serve crawfish, but had crawfish delivered to the restaurant in a in a recruiting dinner and, and had the restaurant fry or, or boil the crawfish that he delivered to the restaurant. Why you don't pick a restaurant that just serves crawfish, who knows? But Edo is gonna do what Edo does. That's that's a whole other <laughs> Oh man! He wanted the ambiance. He, yeah, he's listen. He wanted to be different. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's move over to NFL. Um, Cardinals were are the last undefeated team now after the uh, win over the Rams. We debated who was going to be uh, the first to fall. Jokes on us. All of them, but one did, and, <laughs> and they only didn't fall because they couldn't. They were playing another undefeated team, uh, but they beat the Rams thirty-seven to twenty. Um, how do you think they stack up against the rest of the field right now? Do you think they're number one in terms of, of top teams, or do you think top five? Or 
I don't know. I think I oh I think Cardinals Labs absolutely top five. Number one, I don't think so. Overall, their team is in sync right now. Offense, defense, it's all working really well together. The Jags game had me a little worried going into this game, and I think that's why last week I chose the Rams to win it because Matthew Stafford looked really good. But I don't think they're number one in the league. I would put, I agree, this is the power rankings came out. We can talk about that later. But I would agree that the Bills are number one right now. Their offense, after that first week against the Steelers, it's rough. Their offense and their defense look really good this year. So I would put them at number one. But the Cardinals stack up really well in their league right now. And I think they don't lose to anyone, but maybe when they play the Rams again this year in their division. Yeah, I, I think several teams are heating up right now. Uh, Packers are, are heating up after that week one uh, turn they laid. Yeah. Uh, Chargers are heating up. Yeah, uh, the Cowboys, honestly, they keep playing I, well. That's not an overreaction. They, yeah, they, they can be a Super Bowl team. They're playing very well. They're trying to drag the NFC East out of the grave. If, I mean, their defense is stellar this year. Trevon Diggs. Yeah. He interception every single game so far. My man is insane. And two last week, um, which what brings his total to five, five on the season? Five. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, and then Dak, Ezekiel, everybody, everybody right now is playing very well. So I, uh, I'm impressed with how they've played, especially going into the season. I thought NFC East, you could just write them off. Whatever team goes. Eight and nine can just make the playoffs, but no, they seem like they're going to be a, a, a decent team. 100%. Um, on the other side of the coin, the Jets got their first win over the Titans this week, 27 24. Uh, in overtime, um, nearly tied it, missed field goal, uh, uh, the difference there. But that leaves the Jags and the Lions as the only team now without a win. Um, do they get wins? <laughs> I think the Jags beat the Titans this week. I'm at the hard disagree on that. <laughs> have you seen Titans? the Have you seen the Urban Meyer stuff coming out? Oh yeah, yeah. I have. That is embarrassing. So, but the Titans play to their competition. But time and time again, you talk to Titans fans, they're like, "Oh, we always play to our competition. It's always an interesting game." And I agree with that statement actually. But well, here's my problem with the Jags this week. Had a Thursday night game, which for all intents and purposes, is an advantage going into the next week. You have that next Friday and the additional Monday to prepare, uh, whereas teams coming off of Sunday games will, will be more in the recovery period on those Mondays. But Urban decides not to take the team playing back from the game uh, on Thursday, goes back up to Columbus, is seen in a video, checking the oil of some 20-year-old girl in a bar, who knows why? Uh, video starts starts going viral. Um, he cancels the team meeting on Monday. So now you, you've given up the Friday and the Monday, that, that advantage you had going into the following week. You have allegations and players making fun of him because he instead of addressing the team, he's addressed each position group individually. And according to JAG insiders, the players have been laughing at and making fun of Urban for this and, and maybe having a hard time taking him seriously, um, which is troubling, especially considering all of the controversies that surrounded Urban since he's been in Jacksonville. 
Um, I can't help but feel like Trevor Lawrence is in a terrible situation. Right <laughs> like you have a generational quarterback that for right now seems going to be going to be squandered. Honestly, he has, he has no, no rookie quarterback is going to thrive in, in environments like this where your coach is constantly surrounded by controversy. Um, or not pouring into the team. Yeah. Um, and, and and Urban's talking about he'll make it up to him and stuff like that. But I mean, Urban's always said that kind of stuff. I see it getting so, worse yeah. throughout the season. I don't see it getting any better for him. Uh, so yeah, I will talk. I do have the Jags Titans game uh, to talk about later, but um, yeah, I I I don't see it. But the Titans lost to the Jets. Honestly, not a bad performance from the Titans. Their defense just literally blew it. So yeah, and, and a good performance by Zach Wilson. Quite frankly, I mean, <laughs> one of his only good. Yeah, I, yeah. We we've had concerns and issues with him so far, but he played a good game. So um, we'll see where he he goes from there. But for right now, he played a good game. Do the Jets get another win this season? Yeah, I think I think they can get three three, three or four three, wins. Yeah, yeah I think, I think that's fair. Um, I think I, they could easily sneak a win uh, when they play the Dolphins. Um, That's true. They, Especially if two is they, not bad. They, they play the Falcons next week. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think there's opportunities in there for for some wins, Eagles and Texans. Um, so we'll see. Uh, they have a long a long road to go, so they just need to keep building uh, and getting better. Um, as of right now, though, Bills are number one in the power rankings after their uh, forty to nothing win over the Texans. Um, I don't hate the ranking. Um, because I think there are several teams who could who could have a case made for number one. Um, so right now, I think that, I think it's fair. Uh, but they do have what I would would think would be a possible AFC Championship matchup this weekend playing the Chiefs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who wins that game, especially considering the Chiefs are two and two right now. Uh, if they drop that game, they they have a losing record, um, which I wouldn't predict going into the first five games of the season. I would have predicted they would have lost one game going to the first five. I mean, absolutely been surprised by the Chiefs. I think, honestly, it's going to be a heavily offensive game, even though the Bills' defense has done really well. I think Mahomes is going to do what Mahomes does best and throw the ball all over him. It's just really going to depend on if his receivers are even going to be there to catch the ball or make sure they catch the ball. Um, speaking of which, they got Josh Gordon, which – could be a huge asset, um, especially with Miko Hardman's struggles recently catching the ball. I don't think he plays. You don't think Josh Gordon plays? No. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in him either, the way he's been in and out of the league. But if he does play, it'll be little gadget plays that are just designed to maybe pick up a first down or, or something like that. I, I don't think he'll see the majority of snaps uh, at receiver. Interesting. Um, which is sad because really when, when – he came into the league, he had, I think, more talent than any receiver in recent history, um, in my mind, uh, and then just squandered all away with, with uh, league troubles. So um, I'm rooting for him, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, one of the more, uh, I guess, surprising games this past week, Bucks versus Patriots, kind of a low-scoring game. Um Going into it, I kind of expected Tom Tom Brady to uh, put up some statement numbers. Did he didn't play bad, but it makes sense that if anyone were going to slow Tom Brady down, it's the coach that built him up for twenty years. So um, maybe not too surprising, but 
I think Mac Jones played really well. Um, I agree. 275 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Um, he handled the pressure well. He handled the big game situation well. Sucks he didn't get the win, uh, but you know you keep playing well like that, and Bill Belichick won't lead you the wrong way. Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely shocked me um, and ruined my parlay, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, I definitely had the Bucks winning by more. But it does make sense that, like you said, Bill Belichick and the Patriots defense would be the ones to stop him. I was impressed with Mac Jones for sure. I mean. That's probably the best performance we've seen from him all year against a decent defense. And probably the best game for uh, the rookie quarterback class this year, too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, that puts a, a lot of promise into him, and I think puts him right back on track for offensive rookie of the year. Um, it'll be tough competing with Rashawn Slater, who's doing real, really well for the Chargers right now, but I think Jones has a good shot. I think this is probably going to be Brady's favorite game this year, though. I mean, just being able to come back and beat – his old team yeah, in Foxborough. Well, and, and break so many records doing yeah, it, too. Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to be a special game for him that he'll always remember. So, um, I, th- I think Patriots could be a, a dark horse, though, for the, the AFC East. I know I know the Bills are, are on top right now, but as that offense continues to, to build chemistry and, and build around Mac Jones, if they can keep him safe, you know, his line struggled a bit this year. Um, if they could keep that pocket clean, though, uh, Patriots can make a good run at, at uh, an AFC East shot. So um, I'd like to see where they go uh, for the rest of the season. Um, the Chargers last night, Monday night, beat a good Raiders team, uh, 28-14. They're now tied for first in the AFC West. Um, I know you're happy with that I'm win. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> it's so hard to contain myself sometimes. I mean, you don't expect it, especially after that. Uh, second game loss to the Cowboys, and the first two games are offense not looking how it should, honestly. And then we come out and get a big one against the Chiefs, and we carried it over this week and beat the Raiders. Um, Austin Eckler looks really good right now. Justin Herbert's throwing really comfortably. Um, we don't need Mike Williams. We don't need Keenan Allen all the time. If you got just Eckler and Herbert, so I, I think it's really cool how we're using our weapons um, different weeks. Even Jared Cook got a receiving TD this week. Old, old tight end, but yeah, it was interesting to see the Chargers be the first team to to stifle the Raiders' comeback, which they've they've had to do in the past um, four weeks. So, <laughs> um, yeah, good win. Hunter Renfro, though. Oh, that hits it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, a fake a fake punt to uh, a pass to uh, Tavon Campbell. Uh, Hunter Renfro is is back to receive it sees that Campbell's lined up by himself and just starts sprinting and boy did he hit the hell out of that man. I mean Save the uh, save the first down too. It's what you dream of. Yeah. I mean that's literally just like and the Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro's not the biggest guy. Demolished it. I mean that's like what you see in video games where you're like flicking the right stick forward and just and mm. coincidentally the the player he hit is a cornerback so it's probably feel good for the receiver to finally lay a hit on, <laughs> on a cornerback after years so man um i i like the way hunters renfro has been playing though i was a little uncertain of how he how he would transition from clemson to uh, an nfl roster but he's been a, a great asset to, to the raiders this year so i'm interested to see how he continues to improve um the chiefs bounced back against the eagles 142 to 30 Probably not that big of a surprise to most. Uh, it was a five-touchdown day from from Mahomes. 
Uh, and congratulations, you were the first to win a best bet. You took the Chiefs minus, I think, seven. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I am the final congratulations. <laughs> um, but like we mentioned earlier, they do have the Bills this week, so uh, a, a big test and, and a possibility to either start with a losing record or a winning record. So uh, an important game for them. Um, now that we're about a quarter into the season, I know at the beginning of the year we uh, picked our Super Bowl favorites. Uh, I picked the Bucks. You picked the Bills. Um, are you sticking by them, or, or you got someone different that you're leaning to now? I think I'm still sticking with the Bills. I slightly want to lean towards the Rams now, though, because even though they lost to the Cardinals, They've got a lot of talent on that team, and if everything's working together like it should, there's no reason they shouldn't be a top contender right up there for the Super Bowl. So I'm going to stick with the Bills. But I want to mention the Rams just so I can fall back and say I made a good decision. Uh, likewise, I'm sticking with the Bucks. Um There have been some shaky times, but nothing that would concern me going forward. I, I mean... When you have such a talent disparity on your team, I mean, it's it's essentially the the super teams of the NBA. Uh, I mean, you just have so much talent. Um, it, it's going to be hard to drop those those close games that are required to win in playoffs and and deep Super Bowl runs. So, um, I still think they have that advantage and, and will look to exploit that um, for the rest of the season and going into the playoffs. Um, Looking forward to the games this week, though. Uh, the Rams are at the Seahawks. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, important game, again, for NFC West. Uh, Rams are a minus two-and-a-half point favorite. Who you got? I just want to say, finally, a good Thursday night football game. I've Just the slate of the game so far this year have just been meh. Like, it's almost like I don't want to watch them. I think we've stopped watching them at halftime most of the nights. Like, it's just not been a good football game, and finally we get one. I'm going to take the Rams. Even though the Seahawks edge run out on the 49ers this week, the Rams, I think, will get to the Seahawks defense a lot quicker than the 49ers did. Even though the 49ers lost, I think the Rams are going to get through their defense a lot easier um, because of Stafford and the weapons they have. Yeah, I, I got Rams to win uh, and to cover. Um, I think I think they're 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 playing well with Matthew Stafford. Uh, Seahawks have, have shown some some flashes of of doubt. Um, so yeah, Rams to win. Uh, Packers play at the Bengals. Pack minus three. Um, We'll we'll see if the Bengals can hang this week. They've <laughs> they're they're three and one, so we'll see if they can finally uh, hang with a uh, a top team. But yeah, I I agree. Uh, pack minus three probably uh, a good bet to to put your money on. Um, Browns are at the Chargers this week. Chargers are a minus one and a half point favorite. Um, one thing I noticed from the Chargers Raiders game, Raiders fans showed up. They packed out. Uh, SoFi Stadium, and you can hardly tell whose home game it was. So, um, however, I think Chargers win and cover. Um, one and a half points is, is a pretty easy cover, and I think they're a better team than the Browns. So, that's my pick. Yeah, I agree. I, it's really going to depend on if our offense can beat their defense. I'm not worried about our defense. Our defenses look great. 
Browns offense hasn't looked that great, but the Browns defense has looked really good. I mean, they have kept uh, they held their team to seven points last week, fourteen to seven game, such a boring game. I think it was the Vikings, um, but such a boring game. Their defense though was phenomenal that game. Absolutely won them the game. Um, yeah, Vikings fourteen seven. Um, so I think it's really going to depend on if our offense can get through to their defense, but. I also am going to pick the Chargers, minus one and a half. Um, and then the last game we'll cover, uh, the Bills at the Chiefs. Chiefs are a minus two and a half point favorite. Um, this will be an interesting game. I think it'll be very close. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm also taking Bills and cover. Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah taking Bills plus two and a half. Yeah. Um, Chiefs will have a two and three start if we're right. That'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. <laughs> um. You kind of hinted at it, I think, but what's your best bet for the week? Oh, Packers-Bengals. I think the Bengals think they have a great defense, but they haven't met Aaron Rodgers, and they haven't met the offense that he's leading right now. I think the Bengals' offense might do all right, but I think the Packers win, hands down. Um, we, I mentioned it a slight bit earlier. I got Titans minus four over the Jags. Um, I don't think the Jags are going to play well this weekend, um, so... You know, maybe a seven-point game. We'll see. Uh, but I don't expect them to win. Uh, who you got on waiver wire? This is the last week I'm going to mention the name, I promise. Cordero Patterson. You, it, this is the last week you're going to be able to pick him up if no one has in your league yet. Had an outstanding game this last week. Um, 34.2 points or something. I started him because I, my running backs were doing terrible. Um, led me. Beat, to me my, beat me because of it. Yeah, yeah. Led me to a... Uh, Two and two start instead of one and three. So, um, but yeah, I'll mention him, and then I'm also going to say Damian Williams would be my other one for the Bears because Montgomery, I believe, is going to be injured probably for several weeks with a meniscus injury. They mentioned potentially ACL. They haven't announced it yet. I would definitely pick up him. He got some touches against the Lions. Looked really well, and. Uh, they used Montgomery really well that day, too, so I think they're going to start going back into the run game so they can utilize Justin Fields better, so I would definitely pick him up. He's still my thunder, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Damian Williams, too. Uh, he's he's rostered in 1.4% of, of leagues, and this week's got a favorable matchup against the Raiders. Um, the only concern is Tariq Cohen should be coming back off the pup list uh, maybe this week. Um, so he'll be taking most of the in the red zone receiving um, opportunities, but you need you know variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you need just a a, a plain old running back, you know, Damian Williams, give him a trap. So that's what I got. Yeah, that's about all I got. Go, uh, go Chargers. Go Knowles. We got two wins this week. I'm pretty excited. Well, I love it for you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on that note, now that I'm I'm good good and uh, depressed again, we'll uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to Comcast.